1: Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is an all-ages animated series that's got style and energy and original songs for days. It's the story of a 13-year-old black girl genius who accidentally transports a T-Rex with the personality of a golden retriever from the prehistoric past to present-day New York. She makes the most of it and launches into a side hustle, fighting crime on the streets of her beloved neighborhood. This show is about to return for a second season, so what better time to revisit our conversation about the series? I'm Glenn Weldon, and in this encore episode of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, we're talking about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur.
0: Visit tinydeskcontest.npr.org to learn more. Then check out the Venture X card from presenting sponsor Capital One. Earn unlimited 2x miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See capitalone.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone, Under the Bridge is now streaming with new episodes Wednesdays, only on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from the Limelson Foundation, dedicated to improving lives through invention, innovation, and climate action.
1: Joining me today is the host of Weekend Edition Sunday, Aisha Roscoe. Hey, welcome back, Aisha.
2: Hey, glad to be here.
1: Great to have you. In Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Diamond White voices young Lunella Lafayette. She lives on the Lower East Side and loves it. She loves a lot of things. Her mom and dad, who own a roller disco, they're voiced by Sashir Zameda and Jermaine Fowler. She loves her grandmother, voiced by Alfrey Woodard. She loves coming up with incredibly advanced scientific inventions, including one that pulls a T-Rex named Devil Dinosaur into the modern world. He's voiced, or grunted, by Fred Tadashore. Ever resourceful, Lunella adopts the identity of Moon Girl and patrols the streets of the L.E.S. This is all unbeknownst to her very supportive family, but extremely knownst to her very online friend, Casey, voiced by Libe Barar. Moon Girl's adventures feature a lot of eye-popping colors and dynamic animation that call to mind Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And like that movie, it's not tied to a lot of dense MCU continuity. The series also features original songs by Raphael Sadiq. It's kind of a stealth musical... And guest stars that include Jennifer Hudson, Alison Brie, David Diggs, Craig Robinson, Wesley Snipes, Andy Cohen, and most spectacularly, Lawrence Fishburne, who is also an executive producer on the show. And not for nothing, the producers throw in an actual science lesson or two into every episode because Lunella is, first and foremost... A stem queen. <laughs> Moon girl and Devil Dinosaur airs on the Disney Channel and streams on Disney Plus. Aisha, what'd you think?
2: I loved it. You know, I watched some of it with my kids. They were totally into it. I'm totally into it because as I've said, I, I love cartoons. Yeah. And I love any cartoon where there is a big animal who can't really talk, but they can communicate Mm -hmm. and just brings like the laughs, obviously, i.e. Scooby-Doo. And this reminded me a lot of Shaggy and Scooby. And that is a high compliment in my life. That is a very (laughs) high compliment. And I just love that it could have went like super corny, but it's like it has these like just Funny beats, like the second episode where there's this troll who says she's got a big head, and all of a sudden she's, you know, Moon Girl or Lunella is obsessed with like proving that he's wrong, and she does this whole video, and she wakes up Devil Dinosaur to tape it, and at the end the Devil Dinosaur grunts, but basically she translates like Michelle Obama. Don't say it if it's not true. <laughs> What'd you think? Maybe I should do it again, but with more graphs. Really? Are you sure? (laughs) (gasps) Don't tell it to me if it's not true. Like, Michelle Obama? (gasps) Like, it's just (laughs) funny. Like, one time he started talking about the dinosaur, and the dinosaur wanted to type, but his arms are too short. I mean, it was just... There are laughs, genuine laughs, and, like, I really enjoyed it.
1: Awesome, awesome, because I also really love this show, you know how at the start of each episode, you get that skip intro option. Show me a person who hits that button, and I'm gonna show you a corpse, because holy crap, that song is a bop. It is. Let's listen to a little bit of it.
2: Yeah, I have arrived And me and my girl's want to dip and slide, and slide.
1: I mean, that song was made to skate backwards, to in seventh grade. It's just, it's such a groove. I, I understand what you're saying about, because you were worried it might be corny, because I went into it with the same trepidation, because the energy is so high, it hits you right from the jump, and she is so plucky and sincere and enthusiastic, which is historically not my tempo, but this show... You said it. At the end of the day, it's so clever. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way in any way. I like the cleverness. It feels fresh. I like the writing. The writing, as you say, Mm. is sharp without feeling sweaty and try hard Mm. and corny. Sometimes with these shows, especially kids shows, you get this kind of vision of these uh, old cigar chomping dudes in a room going, you know what the kids like is hula hoops. We've got to put some hula hoops (laughs) in here.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, when it introduces the character of Casey, who is her, like, 13-year-old social media influencer friend, you kind of yes. go into a defensive crouch because you're waiting for the lazy avocado toast jokes. Here they come. But she's actually really savvy and level-headed and good at what she does. And mm-hmm. what she does is, is given worth, Um, you know, the animation. I mean, it's a joy to look at this show. I love this animation style, which is really expressive. Yes. You know, it recalls graffiti. It kind of evokes Basquiat without feeling like it's some kind of soulless corporate co-opting of it which it's Disney so I guess in a technically it kind of is but I mean <laughs> we got it we got to roll with it and
2: it's like a comic book in a way yeah, absolutely. right like it gets the spirit of like a fun comic for the younger generation right like this fun comic feel to it right definitely
1: definitely i also love playing the game where uh which of my favorite actors is that voice that, that i'm hearing <laughs> right now
2: <laughs> there was so- I never could get the voices. Oh, like, I would be like, oh, my good!" Like, I know that voice from somewhere. There's definitely someone famous.
1: And, you know, everybody who comes on the show, I just love how game they all are because they're meeting the show at that high energy level because that's the bar of the show is set at. You know, as a nerd, I love that we get nods to – the great old marvel universe but like this is strictly about the everyday stakes of this extremely idealized aisha lower east side where it's <laughs> yes, all
2: it's
1: mom it. and pop bodegas and indie bookstores and there's not a duane <laughs> yes. reed anywhere to be found but
2: yes it's a very idealistic place and i was wondering i'm like is this what the lower east side is like <laughs> uh, i don't i don't is it short
1: answer no <laughs> Uh, Maybe at one point. And it's just fun to remind yourself that you can do street-level superhero, but not do it grim and gritty. This is about as far away from grim and gritty as it is possible to get. Mostly, I just think it's really smart and really fun. It just won me over completely. Do you have a favorite episode?
2: So, I mean, I love the troll episode. That's the one that I can't come back to. And obviously, I really loved the hair episode. Uh And I do think it does kind of include these, like— This is a message, but I thought they did it very well, where she got her natural hair, which is big and in Afro puffs, kind of got dissed, and she's like, okay, well, can I straighten it? But she tries to find this other way to straighten it, and then the hair takes on a life of its own. All her hair falls out. I felt like that is a story that obviously as a Black woman with Black daughters who deal with their hair, like that is a message that I want to see. But it was also just the way they did it. Like, when she finally told them, like, my hair fell out, and they talked to her about, like, going through and wanting to change their hair and figuring out how to love their hair and love themselves. And, like, Uh it it could be cheesy, but I felt like they did it in such a way that it was really good. And then the way the hair was attacking everybody. (laughs) It was like... And I love Casey because Casey mm-hmm. really reminds me of my my six year old who is oh. very much wants to be a TikTok star. Wants to say like and subscribe. Is <laughs> 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 very into that. But obviously very smart and very, like, to do that, you have to be a people person. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to connect. And, like, so I just love that that part of it.
1: Yeah, and the lesson she learns in that episode, you're exactly right, Aisha. On paper, it's cringe. It's on the nose. But the way it's executed, I actually think... That episode might do something like capital G good in the capital W world. I think yeah. it's good that it's out there, I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because people go through that. I mean, even my daughters, I have to tell them, they're like, oh, I like it straight. I'm like, no, your <laughs> hair is fine the way it is. It's a thing. So I, I love that that is there. And my daughters do talk about her hair. They're like, how many puffs does she has? Is it one or two? Like, they are into it. They notice it and they see it and it matters.
1: And that episode with the uh, internet troll, who's an actual troll because, of course, he is. Story checks out. I mean, (laughs) that has a lesson, too. And it's an effective lesson, which is just to just let it roll off you. Don't
2: feed the trolls. Don't Don't feed feed, the trolls. Don't feed the trolls.
1: But that episode also features some of my favorite animation here. And it's the animated acting that I keep coming back to. The voice acting is great. But the way the show is depicted is drawn. Like, the, the facial expressions, the body language, and the way as you mentioned, you can impute everything that Devil Dinosaur is always thinking just by looking at him in the episode with the Internet (laughs) Troll. The troll says that Moon Girl's got a big head, and she says to Devil Dinosaur, I don't have a big head, right? And for half a second, Devil Dinosaur gets this expression on his face. It's that, well, kind of expression. (laughs) (laughs) And just how it is depicted made me laugh. Yes. I like that we're kind of inviting an anime influence into the show, but we're not simply just aping it. We're not simply reproducing anime. We're kind of making something fresh, something new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what else I like? Lunella is smart. And she knows it. (laughs) She's proud of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes (laughs) that pride kind of splashes over into smug. Mm -hmm. We see here, whenever she gets the most upset, the most angry, the most incensed, is when something is preventing her from showing everyone how smart she is. Let me just say. Representation matters. (laughs) So (laughs) even us horrible people can find something to relate to in this girl.
2: Yeah. I mean, and the thing about this that I also took to is, like, at first, it doesn't seem like Lunella had any friends. And Casey, Mm -hmm. they didn't have friends, right? Like, they were kind of the weird, awkward people who are very, and, like, look, I can definitely relate to being a girl who's very good in school, very smart, ain't got no friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They come together, and then they have this sisterhood together. Like, I enjoyed that. And, like, yeah, she leans into it. Like, I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. I can do these things. Also, like, I will try to beat everybody in a game. Like, I'm very... (laughs) Hyper competitive. Uh-huh. That's another character trait that I love in characters, which bringing back to another show that I really love, the Golden Girls. Most people sure. may not know, Rose was very competitive. She was. Sure, 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 she well. wanted to win. I love when they bring that out in a character where it's like, I want to win and I don't care what happens, I'm going to win.
1: Yep, Definitely. <laughs> And another thing, we mentioned that at the top, this music, it took me a couple episodes to realize we were going to get an in-universe song pretty much every episode. Now I'm looking forward to it. It's like, yeah. it's like the fight scenes in Batman 66. Yes. You know? <laughs> I just wait for it. It's like, hey, when's it coming? Yeah. I know it's coming. Yeah. When is it? What do you think of the music?
2: Like, so that was when I really, you know, I'm watching the show. I'm like, this seems pretty good. This seems pretty good. Then when they got in the first episode, when they dropped the beat and they start fighting with the song, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this song is Mm -hmm. so good. Like, look at this. Like, I feel like it takes it to another level. Like, you mentioned Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like, obviously, the music in that movie is part of what made it so incredible. was like, and we, in our house, we still listening to that soundtrack. Oh, my God, Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, like I said, I everybody knows I got a lot of kids, so we listen to a lot of music from Disney uh-huh. stuff. And not all of it's good. Not all of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we listen to a lot. So I appreciate when you can introduce music. That is a little more high quality because we get a lot of stuff that my kids are listening to that I got to deal with. So this is better. And so I appreciate that.
1: And these drops, sometimes they kind of obliquely refer to what's going on in the episode. But but they're not book numbers, as we say in theater. (laughs) (laughs) They're not like strictly just driving the plot. They're also just grooves and original songs, as we mentioned, by Raphael Sadiq. And in the sixth episode, Lawrence Fishburne, who's been kind of voiceover guy, gets to be a character. We won't say which one. But it's an in-canon Marvel Universe character, and he's got a song, and he just nails it. He knocks it out of the park.
0: Congrats on your promotion. Let's get this thing in motion. There's so
1: much for me to understand. You're welcome, Lunella. Now it's time to help this fella decide to fade
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, and that was so fun, and that character was just out of this world. <laughs>
1: Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And
2: like it it does bring something. Like When they can bring the music in, the way they incorporate it, it just heightens where the the plot is going instead of getting in the way.
1: Yep. And you also want to stay for the credits because, like Bob's Burgers does, if something is happening musically in the episode, it's echoed in the credits. You can see some of the characters dancing uh, some of the same way.
2: What do you think about the roller skating? Because that's a big part of this and a big part of the groove because they own a roller skating rink. Yep. And, like, I think that part of it is comes, like, from this cool, chill, like, roller skating with your friends. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't do it anymore because I'm too old and I almost, you know, killed myself the last time (laughs) I did it. But when I was young and with the music, like, I feel like it almost has that kind of flow to it.
1: It just makes me worry about their rent because a roller disco is huge (laughs) on the Lower East Side. And I hope they're making money. I hope they're charging a lot (laughs)
2: lot, because, lot because, man, to stay open and to... To, to, you know, keep making that popcorn and all of that.
1: But you can just picture yourself just yeah, roller yes. disc going to this music because it's so groovy. It's such a groove. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we want to know what you think about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I think you might have gleaned that we like it. Find us at <laughs> facebook.com slash pchh, and that brings us to the end of our show. Aisha Roscoe, thanks so much for being here. Always a pleasure.
2: Thanks for having me. Like, especially to talk about this. I really love this.
1: We want to take a moment to thank our Pop Culture Happy Hour Plus subscribers. We appreciate you so much for showing your support of NPR. If you haven't signed up yet and want to show your support and listen to this show without any sponsor breaks at all, head over to plus.npr.org slash happyhour or visit the link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Hafsa Fatima and edited by Mike Katziff. Our supervising producer is Jessica Reedy, and Hello, Come In provides our theme music, which you are skating backwards to right now. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Glenn Weldon, and we'll see you all tomorrow.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel, clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For twenty percent off your first purchase, go to viore.com/npr.
2: Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident.